So for the people who don't know, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what Papers, Papers Please is. Okay, uh, my name is Lucas Pope, and I made Papers Please. I'm still working on it now. It's uh, a game where you play an immigration inspector, I guess, which is a little weird, but uh, people come into your booth and give you papers and uh, their passport and stuff like that, and you got to check it out, correlate the information, and if, uh, if it looks good, then you stamp their passport with an approved. If it looks bad, then you kick them out. So what did you work on uh, before this, um, and like sort of how... How did that path lead you to making making a game like this? Yeah, okay, so uh, a while ago I did Helsing's Fire with my wife, which is a mobile iOS puzzle game, um, and then after that uh, we made an app together that didn't do so well, so I wanted to get back into games, and we did, um, no, what I did is I did Ludum Dare last year. I did, uh, what was the theme? The theme was Tiny World. Uh, and I wanted to do a warm-up for that because I'd never done a fast game before. So I made a game called Republia Times, which is kind of a political... Uh, oh, I, saw, I, saw, I saw that featured in uh, in the free uh, indie yeah, games yeah, panel earlier this week. Cool surprise. <laughs> uh, so yeah, th- th- in this game, um, you it's a dystopian setting, kind of like Papers, Please, and uh, it's kind of simple gameplay, and it sort of tells a little bit of a message with the gameplay as, as you play along. Um, and I liked that a lot, and I thought, well, I could take that and maybe make something more out of it. Um, and then for the actual Lidum Dare competition, uh, I made another game called Six Degrees of Sabotage, where you are, it's like a short little visual puzzle game where you're trying to figure out uh, different characters. But that, that was also set in a dystopian setting, and I liked that, and that had a little bit, um, had a sniper mode in it, which is kind of cool. And I thought, like, I could take kind of some of the ideas from Republic of Times and mix them with Six Degrees of Sabotage and maybe come up with some other game. And I was kind of inspired by uh, a lot of international travel that I do. When you go through immigration, it's like a really tense experience every time when the guy's checking your papers. And I mean, you get through, everyone gets through. But so it is for context, you know, you're you're living in Japan right now. Yeah, I live in Japan, um, and I travel like uh, Japan. I have friends in Singapore, so I go to Singapore sometimes, and the U.S. and uh, kind of like I see enough of that stuff to think about it. I guess more than most people. So. For me, like uh, when I see something like, or when I experience something like that, I think like, well, maybe there's maybe there's enough material here for a game. Like maybe you could take this kind of uh, encounter and put some structure on it and build some mechanics around it and get a fun game out of it. So that's what I was thinking. What's uh, you know several times as you were talking about some of the games you worked on, uh, used the term uh, you know dystopian. So like, what what is appealing about that sort of setting that you kind of find yourself going back to more than once? Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like, <laughs> I, you know, I read 1984 a long time ago, so I like that idea of a government that um, was set up to do the right thing, but really can't do the right thing based on the bureaucracy. So, I mean, like a dystopian future is kind of uh, a structure that's set up, which kind of works well with a game where you have, like, rules that you have to follow, but by following them, you know, someone gets hurt or... Uh, in papers, please. You work in the bureaucracy, so you're supposed to enforce these kind of um, these really oppressive rules. So you need to decide: like, am I going to enforce the rules or that they tell me to, and then do my job, and then uh, as a result, other people will suffer, or am I going to help out other people and uh, kind of work against my superiors? So I, that creates an interesting kind of dilemma for me as a player. Um. So when you go about sort of constructing, you know, you have this personal experience where you see kind of how uh, 
when you're going between countries, how that stuff works. How much of like your actual experiences directly informed like gameplay and gameplay mechanics, or is a is a lot of that like you sort of doing research and like that sort of inspired some ways you could sort of turn that into gameplay? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing research, um, but uh, I guess. It, like the general idea is like some you, you give your documents to some guy and he checks them and then you wonder like what is he checking like what what's going on back there like what, what would happen if you know if if I didn't check out like if, if there was some problem and I mean just that kind of structure of, of him like checking documents like to me that says like okay there's got to be some game there like what, whatever task he's doing he's like he's doing something that could be wrong or right or you know he could be good or bad at it so there must be some mechanic there and. In the game, it turns out the mechanic is um, you have lots of different papers, documents, and, and you have your rule book. And it's basically, it's kind of like a find the difference kind of thing. Like you're looking to make sure the names are the same on two piece, two separate pieces of paper, and then you're looking to make sure his face matches the face on the passport, which, I mean, which is what a real immigration inspector does. He has the computer to help him out, which you don't have in this game, but it's basically like you're just making sure everything kind of lines up. And there are, there are, games built around spot the difference that are nothing like this but it's the same basic kind of thing like you're just like correlating information visually to make sure everything is good so 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 making this like in any ways are you sort of like trying to construct like the player to have this sense of empathy for like these immigrants that are or these people that are getting their papers checked or or is it purely you found that was you know sort of the spot the difference is, is interesting mechanic and you built something really interesting and political around it yeah, they both kind of came at the same time. Um, like I will say, like if if this if the main gameplay of like kind of shuffling documents around wasn't fun, then then I don't think the message, I don't think it's valuable to have a message without that. So all the all the like the political stuff and the empathy, um, I I try to like kind of weave it into to make sure that you're experiencing it as you're actually playing something, not not as like some story you read somewhere else or some like uh, cutscene or something like that. So. The gameplay and the story kind of came up at the same time, but I mean, like, they're pretty well intertwined in the game itself. And when I was thinking about them, too, like, I kind of like, I think, like, okay, this guy can have these documents, or, um, like, people come in in a line, so I can control who comes after who, and so I can, like, make stories that involve multiple people in the line. So, yeah, I mean, it all kind of came, I can't, like, say for sure that the gameplay came before the story or anything like that. It's kind of all just fell together at the same time. Do you, do you find that there is a bit of a tension between uh, the kind of the story or the empathy you want to uh, provide in, in the gameplay and making fun gameplay? Like, do you ever find that there's a tension between those where it's tugging in one direction but you're trying to push it in another? Yeah, definitely. And I, yeah, and I, my my focus usually is to be pretty low key with the story, like. Uh, you can play kind of either way, and you can experience the story in different ways. But like, I don't, I don't really want to force you to do anything, and I don't want you to force you to to be empathetic. Like, you can deny everybody and, and not feel any of the empathy or anything. Like, it's totally fine. Um, so yeah, when I try to like mix the story into the gameplay, I really try to make it kind of like low key and not, not like uh, in your face kind of stuff. So, so you know, the game's not done. You're you're continuing to develop it. Right. What has been uh, surprising or interesting about what you've maybe stories you've heard from people or when you you know we mentioned it on our podcast like like what surprised you about the way people play the game versus sort of the systems that you set up uh well the main thing that surprised me is there's a guy on the third day who doesn't give you any papers uh, and you're supposed to like 
you're supposed to correlate the countertop with the rule in the book that says he needs papers, and like, I don't know, maybe like 20% of the players think that's a bug that you can't get rid of him because he's got no papers. So that's just like a focus test thing that, <laughs> that surprised me a lot that most people didn't catch the, that. But other than that, like, I mean, I really like to hear how people, uh, what surprised me actually the most was that people are, are in the structure of the game, they're kind of proud of denying people who have a story. Like, that there are scripted events where, like, a, a guy doesn't have the right papers, but he's got a very, like, uh, sympathetic story about why he needs to get in. Or there's a couple that is a married couple, and the guy can get through fine, but the, the wife can't. And it surprises me that um, people are proud to say that they denied the wife because she didn't have the right papers. They basically did their job uh, and denied her. So, whereas, um, I kind of expected people to be more like, yeah, of course I let her through. Like, who cares about the, my job? You know, I want to let her through. So that surprised me a bit. Do you, uh, are you able to kind of track what people are doing? Like, uh, do you have, like, analytics in the background, or is it purely from, like, what you're reading? Yeah, about? just from what I'm reading, yeah. Which, I mean, could be, by, could be like, uh, I guess, not that accurate. But, yeah, when I read about it, um, it seems like people are bragging about how they <laughs> denied everyone. I think even on the podcast, you guys were... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah that was, that was, Jeff was... Uh, the monster uh, in that situation but I mean I think you know in some ways that speaks to you know we're only kind of just recently seeing sort of a rise in games that have a message like that or are trying to impart empathy like Heart Life or uh, I get this call every day uh, you know games that have uh, on some level like not mundane gameplay but the gameplay is more in service of providing this sort of uh, empathetic angle and so I think sometimes you see a bit of a clash where People are just playing the game how they want to play the game, as opposed to playing it, you know, as like their actions don't necessarily represent like themselves well, yeah. as human beings. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not the case where like you can pretend to be somebody else. I mean, like my game, even Republic of Times, they're like they are mundane games. Like it's some job that somebody really has somewhere, but uh, yeah. So you're playing someone else's character, and you can do the kind of the asshole stuff that. Uh, you do in other games where you you know you kill people all the time. So, is, is it actually mundane to create mundane gameplay, or do you find that really fascinating to try and compel players in, in that fashion? Yeah, I don't know. If it's for me, it's interesting. Uh, I kind of always go back to that kind of game style where it's like a, somebody, some job that actually exists. I mean, I, I, I'm probably just not that creative to come up with something completely new. But uh, for me, I like taking some real world task and then turning it into a game. That it could be fun. So. Do, you, do you feel like that's sort of like your, for lack of a better term, like your thing? Like, do you want do you want to continue to identify stuff like that, or do you, or do you just wait till sort of an idea sort of speaks yeah, I mean, out to yeah, you? Yeah, I more wait till an idea comes out. I mean, Hellsing's Fire wasn't quite like that. Um, Six Degrees of Sabotage was kind of like that. Yeah, like it just kind of whatever pops in. It, that just happens to be something I, I end up with a lot, but uh, I'm not I'm not sure I'll come up with something like that again. So what is, what is the plan going forward with Papers, Please? So it's, you know, you're still kind of tweaking it in response to what people yeah, are so, doing? Right, yeah, like, this beta's been really good because I've, I mean, that day three issue, um, I need to, like, smooth that out a lot. And I'll, there's been a lot of requests and, like, just to see what people are interested in um, to get a lot of really good feedback. So it's in beta right now. Um, I'm planning to spend, like, at least another month, but uh, I keep telling people I'm really bad at estimates, so it could be longer <laughs> than that. So just add two months to whatever yeah, whatever you say? Pretty much, yeah. And, I mean, the main mechanics are all there. Like, there's one more mechanic um, of confiscation where you can actually confiscate people's documents, um, which is going to appear at some point. And then I'm planning for the whole game to be about 30 days long, 30 in-game days. 
cool. Well, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thanks, you.